Thank you, choir and musicians. What a beautiful way to begin worship today on this uh, beautiful day that the Lord has made, and we're thankful for it. This morning, as we begin our, our sermon together, I want to uh, share with you a few words from the readings for today, centered around our theme, uh, No Call Waiting. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. And Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. And again, for the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. And then the gospel for today, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. I don't know how these readings strike you, and uh, sometimes, you know, when we come to worship and the scriptures are read, we, we, we can either be tuned in, you know, laser-like to the readings, or we can maybe be sort of drifting. Do you ever sort of drift? And we're not quite as laser-honed. But these readings from the uh, scriptures today really, I think, focus on a very important and necessary message that we need to hear as Christians today. The time is short. The kingdom of God is at hand. Oh, by the way, Jesus says, follow me. Well, that sort of sums it up, doesn't it? I suppose we could end with an amen, but Pastor Chris would be concerned about that as well as Bill and everybody else here. Boy, that's a pretty short message. But again, that's the real focus here. There's a sense of urgency from God today for you and me. I don't know how urgent you have felt today as you prepared for church and had to face this cold weather and getting in a cold car and trying to come and, and be warm. But there's a sense of urgency in our nation and in our world. Things are not going the way of God. It's like everything is backwards. Values, godly values have been turned upside down. Respect for authority, law and order, government as God brought government into existence and being in Romans 13, as Paul says. And how about God's commandments? This is how I want you to live because I love you and it's going to be good for you. Boy, it's almost like we've uh, picked everything up from God and sort of uh, tossed it out uh, into the garden and hoping, you know, we'll see a new crop or something grow. Time is short. And it does tie into this uh, idea of the phone and call waiting. You know, that's where you want actually, what, put somebody on hold. 
I love it when I call into a company or begin to order something and I get this wonderful music and then I get a recorded message and then wait and then I hear more music. I sometimes get impatient and I sometimes hang up the phone. I'll get back to it later. Call waiting is a big part of our society because we have to prioritize in our lives what's most important and what isn't. And we do that every day. You've, you've prioritized in your life today worship. You've come here because you want to hear God's word. You want to receive the encouragement of his spirit. You want to know that all is well with your soul, right? I mean, that's why we're here. We want to know that God cares despite how messed up our lives are and how, you know, how we go and the direction we go. God is always there saying, it's okay, I'm with you, I will be with you to the end. God's voice is important. God's voice isn't really a telephone call. We all remember probably voices in our lives from people who have gotten our attention. I remember uh, when I was a young person growing up and uh, my mother would maybe call my name and out, usually Ronnie was my given name, in kind of a gentle way. And sometimes I would hear and respond and sometimes I wouldn't and sometimes I'd get around to it. But when my father called out my name, Ronnie, boy, I hopped to attention real quick because he spoke as one who had authority, okay? Well, God has authority. God has all authority. He's our heavenly father. And he speaks to us to get our attention and to remind us of those things that are most important in our lives. God's voice breaks through the other voices and gets our attention. In Matthew 7, 29, uh, the disciples and people around Jesus in his teachings responded, this man teaches as one who has authority. Kind of means power, doesn't it? Kind of means rule, kind of means he can do pretty much what he wants. Well, God has a purpose and a plan. He has a mission for us. And as we enter this new year, 2024, thank you, Bill. Bill reminded me, by the way, in the first service, it's not 2023. Wasn't that right? That is correct, Bill. I was testing you. That's good. I was just testing him. I was testing him to see if he was, you know, talking. But as we enter this year, new year, 1924, what do you think is in front of you? Do, do you think, did I say 24? Did I say 1924? Man, I need help. When you get to be my age, 
It's my granddaughter right here, right here. She's playing the guitar. That's why I'm distracted this morning. <laughs> 2024, yeah, hallelujah. When we enter, as you know, as we enter this new year, you wonder for yourself, don't you? I mean, what does God really have in mind? What's, what's, what's at stake? What's, what's this year going to be like? Do I need to have a sense of urgency, a, pa a sense of passion and care for what God's going to lay before me? I need to have my eyes open. I need to have a, a faithful heart. I need to be willing to say, Lord, here am I. Use me. Send me. I'm really excited about this uh, ladies' retreat that you're going to have in March. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for the women of this congregation to invite friends, neighbors, to come and hear the sense of urgency that God has for all of us in his plan of salvation for the world. We're all part of it. The coming of the kingdom is at hand. That's what Jesus' message was. No call waiting here. We don't put this message on hold. This is something that's right in front of us and before us. God's in our face. He's right up here saying, look at me, listen to me. I love you. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying this. The kingdom of God is near. Jesus said that in our gospel today. He said, the, the time has come. When I think of time, I think of days, months, and years. The time has come. Maybe you've said that for yourself as you've approached this new year. Well, the time has come, I have to really do this. Or the time has come, I really need to say this. Or the time has come that I, I just want to turn my life around. I, I want to I prioritize God in all things. Because that's going to be good for me. That's going to be a blessing for me. I'm not going to hang on to myself, but I'm going to hang on to him. I'm not going to keep looking down, but I'm going to look up. Lord, you are my strength and my salvation. Oh, Lord, how can I stand without you? And there's so many people, other people that need to know that message that the kingdom of God is at hand. What Jesus calls for is repentance and faith and also follow me. He calls for repentance and faith. That means what? That means as I look at my life, I need to stop going in this direction that's taking me nowhere. You ever been in directions like that where you, you spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, and you don't seem to be going anywhere? There doesn't seem to be any destination. <clears throat> I need to stop going that way in my spiritual life. I need to turn around from my own desires. I need to turn around from the, 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 the attraction of the world, you know, power, greed, control, I need to turn from that, and I need, I need to turn to God. 
I need to stop expending all of my energy to do what I want. I need to relinquish my life to Christ and his power. You know what I mean? I get exhausted. I get worn out. I can't control anything. But God's in control. And he does know what's best. When he came to uh, the disciples who he called, when he came to uh, Peter and Andrew, he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. You guys are fishing here, but I'm going to make you, I'm going to take you on a, a larger, a much more important and eternal destination. My charter is eternal. Follow me. And we read in the text, they immediately, they left their nets and they followed Jesus. No hesitation. They didn't say, oh, well, by the way, we're going to put this on call waiting a bit here. We're going we're gonna to step back and i got to think about this. Spirit of God, God had control of their heart and they were away. Same thing with James and John. They come across these guys, fishermen again, you know with their father. And uh, Jesus says, guys, follow me. And they left their nets and they followed. Think about everything that happened in the span of probably not too much time here, really. It doesn't seem like there was a large amount of time that existed between the call and the response, right? But it was life-changing. <laughs> it was life-changing. Turn around, get with me in faith, belief, trust, and then follow me. Notice Jesus said, because I want to follow you guys. Well, that wouldn't have been too good an idea. Maybe you've been tempted to follow somebody other than Jesus. Maybe it's been your own way of thinking. Maybe you, you feel, maybe you feel like, you know, I don't really need him that much. I mean, yeah, he died on the cross, saved me from my sin, uh, you know, took my sin away. But I'm doing pretty okay. I'll get around to him when the time comes. Oh, how about this? When I get old, then I'll get serious. We need to be serious every moment of our lives. We don't follow the things of the world. We want to follow Jesus. Jesus says, follow me. <laughs> follow me. My will. My way. Which is the best. Live in my mercy. Live in my grace. My, my love for you. My forgiveness for you. This is how I want you to follow me. And by the way, it's not only for you, but it's for others too. That's what's so exciting about the epiphany season in the church year. It's all about getting the message out. We think of the visit of the wise men to Jesus when he was an infant. That's one of the events, you know, that happened. And, of course, these guys took their, the message of the newborn king to the world in which they lived. Are we doing the same? Well, Christmas kind of came quickly, and now it's over, right? Oh, I can't wait till it warms up and spring is coming. 
There's something to be done. There are souls to be won. There's a kingdom that's coming. The time is at hand. God's coming soon. To judge the living and the dead. Yeah, yeah. And how do we want to be judged? We want to live under the judgment of Christ who forgives us our sin. And that heaven is our home. That's what we want to live under. His rule. The kingdom of God is the... Well, well Jesus just takes up residence in our hearts and lives. He just comes in and says, you know what? I'm for you. And even though you may try to push me out, even though you may not you know, want to recognize me, even though you may not be really excited about this, I'm excited about you. And I've given my life for you. I died a death for you. You share in my resurrection. You share in my ascension. You share in all that I have won because I've won it for you. Never walk alone. We may think we're alone. We may think God isn't noticing, but he is. And he always, always has our best interests at heart. Well, for the disciples, no call waiting. Although sometimes we want to put God on hold. God doesn't stand for it. He just interjects. He just comes into our life. He just gets our attention. And he says, follow me. Follow me in what I say. Follow me in what I do. Be a reflection of me, Jesus says, to everyone you see. That's what we're about this new year. 2024. Got it. That's what we're about May God, and we know he will, lead us and bring us through because he loves us and he's given his life for us. Let's get that message out to others. Amen? Amen. amen. And all God's people said, amen.